recorded. This is the Podcast. I am Ryan. This is being recorded on the 1st of August, 2017. What's going on? Is that, is that a good catchphrase? What's happening? Something like that, right? Uh, I, uh, I, I promised a podcast yesterday to drop to iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, the whole deal. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at BrianBuck13 and at RedTicketBlues. It just didn't materialize. I'm staying in a no longer in Barcelona right now. I'm in San Sebastian in Spain, and I'm in an Airbnb. And I was, just as I was about to start the podcast, the people next door came home right at that moment. And I said, yeah, this isn't going to fly with me being like, well, motherfuck this, and, you know, all that over and over again. So I'm sure, sure they're, they're already their they're wonderful perception of Americans would probably be even worse after that. So anyways, here I am. We are, uh, it is the 1st of August. I'm in San Sebastian, like I said, beautiful area, famously known for its pinchos, which is sort of like little finger foods. Basically, take any like random shit you can think of, like eh, throw in a sausage on an egg and uh, a tomato and then, uh, you know, uh, something else. And you just put it all together with a stick, you know, put the stick right through it into a piece of like, you know, little French bread. And that's what it is. It's just a ton of those. Pick that, pick this, pick the whole bar is full of them. You can check out my Twitter feed. I think I have a picture or two of that. But yeah, I am. I'm loving it. Uh, it's not as many people here. It's not as dirty. Doesn't smell like piss. Um, that is always a positive. Less piss smell. I've, I've always been about that. So, but um, I am. You know, you go somewhere, and this famous last words. But this should be a relatively shorter podcast. I don't have a ton to talk about. I'm sort of doing this just because I'm supposed to. And I don't know about a podcast later on this week. Cause I'm supposed to be flying Thursday. Uh, which should be a whole other fucking ordeal to begin with. Barcelona airports. Barcelona airports, because people always strike here. I've been to Spain three times, and it's nonstop strikes all the time. But they're striking at the airport in some way. So they are suggesting you get to the airport three to four hours before your flight. Yes. Well, Brian, if you're taking an international flight, you should be... I'm not... See, what's happening is it's not an... I guess it kind of is an international flight, because technically I'm going to Italy and then going to JFK. But... uh, just as a layover. But anyways, this is really unimportant. But what I was saying is, you know, you go somewhere and uh, where the hell's my water? Pour some water here. There we go. I didn't even stop it. That's how professional the Red Ticket Blues is. But you go somewhere and you see different things and they look silly. And you're just like, eh, fuck it. You know, it's the way it is, Brian. Or maybe your name isn't Brian. You're out of your comfort zone and just whatever. But Right now, it's starting to get to me. I've been here for over a month, you know, five weeks. And just some of the European fashion is, it's, yeah, I'm sure if they came to the United States, they'd probably say the same thing and be like, look at these idiots. Why are the jeans so skinny around every crevice of their body? But they have the tight issues here as well. Or they go to other areas and say, why are those pants so baggy? I don't understand. Are they, do they work at an airport? Are they a pilot? What, what is with that? I'm thinking of like pilots from like 1920s. But, um. I've seen kids today, you know, kids, teenagers, 20-year-olds. I'm an old man. Everyone's a kid. Uh, But every, you know, walking around with a fanny pack. I'm like, oh, fanny packs? Really? I I thought those were long gone. I thought those were dead. And I'd like to say that I never wore a fanny pack, but there are family photos that would suggest different. There, There are instances of me wearing a fanny pack coupled with my Bugle Boy pants, my bum equipment sweatshirt, and, uh, you know, some sort of tri-colored or multicolored hat that just looks horrendous with my Coke bottle glasses. It's not a pretty sight. It's not a pretty sight at all. And you wonder, like, 
like, what, what were my parents thinking allowing me to dress like that? Like, why, why would they let me wear a fanny pack? And here's the thing with fanny packs, too. You should know this. We should have all known this because I begrudgingly, not begrudgingly, but I totally followed everyone and got a fanny pack. You knew kids that had fanny packs. And you know what? You also kind of took it when people made fun of it. But any time that a trend like that hits and kids and adults are doing it at the same time, you know it's destined to not age well. Kind of like Facebook. You know, you got Facebook two months later, your parents got it or older people got it. Yeah, that's not going to age well. Yeah, I'm telling you, you're not going to like that. That is going to, you're going to, you're going to regret that one. But a lot of times you say, people say, well, what were my parents thinking? Well, you know what? Every parent thinks I'm not going to have kids who look stupid in family photos 20 years ago. I'm going to give them my trends and my fashion. And that's the problem. And the cycle continues because trends and, and that stuff changes over 20. This is great five minutes. Just, just talking fashion. Uh, the other thing that I can't stand, which I've, I've been meaning to talk about this for a while. And it's not just in Europe, but in the United States too. What is this new trend of people who obviously don't listen to a certain genre of music, but then, you know, wearing a, like, put it this way, you know, kids sitting there, I openly hear them talking about all these rappers. Oh yeah, yeah, Drake's new album and fucking, you know, Lil Whoever. And you're sitting there wearing like a door shirt. Like, what is this? Everyone's wearing a Ramon shirt. It's like, you don't even know who the fucking Ramones are. This is before I was born, the Ramones, Okay. Let's stop the shit. It's really starting to annoy me. Why is it? I don't know. This isn't a new trend. People wear bands from when they were, you know, I, I have Bob Marley shirts. Bob Marley was, died when I was one. But he, the, the people that don't, they wear it as a trend. It's like someone like myself who wears glasses and then I see someone wearing glasses. That, that's offensive. I, 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 you're doing that for a complete person. You don't need those. You don't listen to them. Don't wear that shirt. Absolutely don't. You know who doesn't listen to that music either? I'll, I'll tell you. It's, it's, it's. Wait, I lost my train of thought. What was I talking about? <laughs> who does? Oh, I was thinking. I used to work with a girl who sat there talking about Drake and game, the game and all these. And, you know, she comes in wearing a Pink Floyd shirt. And I'm like, do you listen to Pink Floyd? And they're like, nah, nah, who, who is he? Who is he? More concerned with, I keep saying Drake. I don't know anyone else. <laughs> Lil Wheezy. That's, that's Lil Wayne, right? Yeah, Lil Wheezy. What, that new Lil Wheezy drop. You know who else doesn't listen to Lil Wheezy? Barack Obama. Okay, that that annoys me to holy hell. We haven't talked about sports whatsoever, but I'll tell you, you know, when he talked about his mix list, and let's let's not take away from the cultural significance of Barack Obama as the president of the United States. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I, I listen to Lil Wayne. Oh, I'm sure you do. Oh, I, I'm sure you get the whole family together and listen to Lil Wayne at the dinner table. You know, take away Barack Obama from being president and just put him in modern day society. You know, like a regular civilian. Come on, that guy looks like the biggest herb you've ever seen. A complete nerd. You know he, he'd be involved in the PTAs and the Cub Scouts and any other fucking ridiculous thing. Not ridiculous, but you know, any, any super dad would do. That, that's Barack Obama. So the idea, and listen, I know he's cool, he's hip, he's relatable as a president as opposed to most presidents. Donald Trump's not relatable? Come on, we're, we're all egotistical megalomaniacs. Come on. Uh, but the idea that Barack Obama sits around and listens to Little Wayne with Sasha Malia and Michelle is absolutely ridiculous. The idea that any president even knows what their kids are doing half the time is also insane. They have the busiest job in the world. If they see their kid like once a week, that's good enough probably in their eyes. And I don't blame them. It's a tough job. But, uh, okay, so, wow. All right, so we got fashion. We got that out of the way. <laughs> uh, let's jump into, so, you know, I talked about uh, one of the only sports things I talked about last week was Kyrie Irving. 
uh, who who's basically just ghost now. He, he's he's all over the world, but not really communicating with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Still wants a trade. Looks like the negotiation or negotiations or even discussions have broken down the New York Knicks in regards to him being traded for Carmelo Anthony and some someone else. But the other thing that he's not even returning, that Kyrie Irving is not even returning the phone calls of the Cleveland Cavaliers, and then to know that he is with this new church, the, what, what are they called? They are called, I was going to say the Holy Roller Church, but that's not it. Excuse me. Hillsong Church, which is a church in Australia, which conveniently is where Kyrie Irving was born. But I mean, he grew up in New Jersey, but, and Justin Bieber is also a, a big person in this in this this is like a this is like the new it's like the new age Scientology uh, Tyson Chandler Kevin Durant's part of it I was reading some article from a few years ago how Justin Bieber was baptized in Tyson Chandler's uh, uh, in his his bathroom in his 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 bathtub it's it's quite the church uh, it's for celebrities basically and you gotta wonder is 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 God speaking to uh, you know Kyrie Irving and 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 uh, I'm losing my train of thought. Jeez, that's twice now in nine minutes. Kyrie Irving and Justin Bieber. Like, what what is happening here? What 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 is actually going on? Where a church can take over the lives of these people? And the churches have a history of doing this. It, it goes back thousands of years. I mean, they even had wars, crusades, hundreds of years. People died over the Lord. But taking a look at this, they asked Pastor Carl, which already sounds like an enormous line of bullshit. He he runs Hillsong Church. Pastor Carl, because you know, obviously. Uh, Pastor Carl says, people say we, uh, oh, and also who else is here? Kendall Jenner, Selena Gomez, Bono, and Kevin Durant. I mean, really, just quite a collection of fucking idiots. So people say we cater to celebrities, Pastor Carl tells me. This is in a GQ article. And I say, yes, we do. Celebrities deserve a relationship with God. Celebrities deserve a praise to play. Because I remember, play, pray, right? Does that say pray? I don't have to read that again. To pray. Thanks for screwing that up, Brian. Remember that time when there was that huge, you know, like, anti-celebrity allowed to pray thing this this is where they can pray this is where they can pray see this is the problem with celebrities they are so batshit insane and so removed from reality so delusional that they join groups like scientology or pastor carl with the hillsong church i mean listen jesus you know he and, and god and all that that that's great you know when you get that big like a megalomaniac like trump and yeah i don't i don't think trump worships at any trump worships at the same god the new york yankees I'm infatuated with myself. I want nothing to do with anyone else. That's the God they go to, the mirror. But the, the you know, you look at the history. You know, David Koresh, that didn't work out too well. I mean, they burned it to the ground. I mean, he thought he was Jesus. And hey, Jim Jones, you know, at uh, Jonestown, right? Yeah, Guyana. It didn't work out too well. Everyone killed themselves. Yeah, that, that didn't work out too well. Warren Jeffs, I guess he, he's in prison, but he's still running shit like a mob boss uh, there. Still, still pulling the strings like Giappetto, but... Yeah, I guess not the same way. Instead of, you know, who's going to hit who, who's going to hit who, you're going to say who's going to marry her. You know, she's 12 now. She's ready. So that's Warren Jeff does that from behind bars. So who knows what's going to happen with the, can can this insane church have anything? Can this influence the NBA now? I mean, think of you got Kevin Durant there. Kyrie Irving now is supposedly being influenced by them. That was his decision to be the top dog. You can be better. You can be better on your own. Individualist Kyrie. You can be bigger expand your 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 self-importance go 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 for the you know all that probably bullshit i'm, I'm probably i'm already in the third class if i went there to be pastor school for the hillsong church but jesus has that influence on people hey how about that jesus i'm telling you when i die and i go to uh let's say there is an afterlife 
I'm going to uh, get to the, uh, the the pearly gates, and they're going to say name, and I'm going to say, yep, uh, Brian Buckley. Oh, uh, how about you wait right here? Yeah, just wait right here. And they're going to go in, and the big guy's going to come out, because all the blasphemous shit I say on this podcast. The big guy's going to come out, Brian, how you doing? Let's let's discuss things. And he's going to press play on some sort of, I don't know, cloud or recorder or whatever, and it's just going to play this. <laughs> I'm going to say, ah, shit. And we're going to go over every single one over and over and over again. You said Jesus did this. Wait, what about Jesus? You said that was a sham. You said people use that for their self-worth. All right. You said Christianity was the first cult. Okay, we get it. Yeah, well, I'll have to pay my penance. I don't, you know, I grew up Catholic. I, 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 there has to be some sort of reason that we're all here, but... As I get older, organized religion seems like the biggest sham. I, I, hey, there's this book from, you know, 3,000 years ago. Some people wrote it, and uh, now we're just going to believe everything we said and uh, just, you know, put the money in the collection plate. I Imagine if some, I mean, talk about David Koresh or any of these guys. Imagine if any of those people came around now and said, oh, I'm the son of God. I'm the son of God. Please believe me. I'm the son of God. They're going to say, what, what are you, where's the nearest mental institution where we can fucking drop you off and put you in a padded room till you die? But don't worry, you know, 2,500 years ago, that was that was good. That was good. You were 2,500? No, no, about, you know, 2,100, give or take. 2,100. That, that, that was good. That was accepted. It was cool. And I'm sure, you know, hey, listen, there's some people that didn't like him. They nailed him to a cross. I mean, that, that didn't work out. What the hell is this? CCD? Jesus Christ. All right, let's move on from, uh, you know, Sunday school here, which I was horrendous at. I don't know how you can be horrendous, but what a, what a terrible experience that was. Anyways, uh, moving on. So, yes, let's go back to San Sebastian for a second. Here. San Sebastian. So, left uh, Barcelona. And did you see, it was in global news that a uh, train crash in uh, Barcelona train station, which was actually like right near where I lived, literally like a block away. And I was actually on that exact same train like two days before. And I was this close to going on Twitter and giving you that information until I realized. What the fuck am I doing? I'm becoming that guy that I make fun of when I say, you're making a tragedy all about you. But I'm, I'm, I, I, I saved it for the podcast, at least. And uh, I'm growing up. I'm, I'm understanding. I'm, there we, that's exactly the kind of music I need in the background to realize that it wasn't all about me. And there are bigger things in life. And that, you know, I can do better. And not have to bring people down with me. That's how I became a better person, a better podcast host, a better soul. Are you listening, Jesus? Okay, move on. Uh, what else? The the train ride here, though, once we got on a train that did not crash, I had this guy. We had this guy. It was a six. This is a five to six hour ride from Barcelona to San Sebastian. So we, we were in for the long haul, obviously. And this fucking guy behind me, him and his girlfriend or wife, whatever, and he talked like this the whole time, but it was louder. And he talked about the most mundane and uninteresting things uh, I've ever heard in my entire life. Look over there. That is a tributary or known as a <laughs> river. I was ready. I'm surprised. Well, obviously the girl's with him and she knows how he is, but I was wouldn't be. I, I Listen, I wouldn't give her any shit if she decided to take a gun and just, you know, you know, end it. It was Horrendous. And then I look back. I'm gonna be a man. I look back 
and she's cradling him. He's laying on her waist. Listen, I'm not going to lie that, that I've never done that before. Not in public, bro. Come on. Come on. You're putting all of us down. Jesus. Cradle me in public on a train so everyone can see. Oh, God. Oh, God. But I think uh, my European vacation, like I said, is it's getting getting close to uh, being over at this point. It's uh, I need a haircut bad, real bad. And my wife says I shouldn't get it done here because I don't know if they can do it right. Because I do, you know, I have such a such an insanely, uh, you know, individualistic haircut. Not at all. What do you want here? Uh, short on the sides and uh, a little longer on top. I don't really style it. I just put a hat on. Okay. And then they always leave some sort of little fur on the front to make me look like an asshole. But, but right now it's getting to the point where it's like Kramer. It's, uh, it's, and my hair is going up. It's not going down. It's just going straight up, bright of Frankenstein, Kramer looking shit. So that is, uh, that is not good. Kramer was, if you know anything about Seinfeld, Kramer was not the funniest. You, you know, what's weird. The, I wasn't going to talk about this, but, uh, you know, you meet somebody who doesn't like Seinfeld. And first of all, you think, what's wrong with them? They obviously have some sort of mental defection. But they say it with such fucking, like, shit-eating, like, disdain. Like, oh, yeah, uh, she had man hands. Oh, what does that mean? Oh, that, that Seinfeld reference. Oh, I, 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 I didn't. I never watched Seinfeld. I, I never got into it. Oh, oh, that's cool. That's cool. Why didn't you like it? Uh, I, I didn't like, I didn't like Jerry. Which... Again, you're not using your brain to the full capacity to actually watch the show because Jerry is the least funniest person on the show. I go back and forth if it's Elaine or George, then Kramer, then Jerry. Not to say Jerry doesn't have some funny moments, but he does. But to say that you don't like it because of that is insane. And the other thing that I always used to, that always annoyed me about Seinfeld, the criticism that it got was that it didn't have enough minority actors in the show, which is true. I mean, it was it was a pretty uh, vanilla cast for the most part. So was every show at that time. And so, like, any show, you have a black show, it's mostly black characters. You have a white show, it's mostly white characters. Now, in today's day and age, that has changed a little bit. But there's still the, still the, you know, uh, what do I say? The tokens. Tokens of a show. Like, let, let me let me digress for a second here. Let's go back. I mean, in 1990s, I mean, I'm talking about Seinfeld here. It hasn't been, on a, hasn't been a program for, what, 20, 20 years? Yeah, something like that. But... The idea that all these other shows were popular shows were marketing this diversity is absolutely ridiculous. Oh, I don't like Seinfeld. Oh, uh, not a lot of black people there. Didn't have a lot of Hispanics. Barely any Asians. Uh, do, do you remember Friends? Remember that episode where Monica, you know, had that uh, hunger strike uh, to commemorate uh, Cesar Chavez? Yeah, I remember that. Or the one that Ross, you know, he 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 took in. The, he just got so infatuated with Kwanzaa that I mean, it took over the whole show. Yeah, neither do I, because it never happened. All those shows, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. How many white guys did you see on that show? None. And what again? What we've done, we've in 2017. I think some shows have integrated characters, and they haven't been the completely like stereotypical ridiculousness. Like it's so like if you in, back in the day, you have a white show and a black guy walks in. He's the hip talking jive guy who says something funny, and everyone's like, oh, he is good, and he's the funniest guy, the smartest guy. And he just knows everything, and it's it's just hysterical. And then you have a white guy going to a black show. He's a complete dork. Uh, you know, he's completely awkward, <laughs> unsociable, and just just hilarious to pick on. I mean, and then you have an Asian guy come into either one of those shows, and then you mock the way he talks. Or let's say he works at a Chinese restaurant, because that one always went over well. I mean, it, it's the same old thing. It's the same old thing. So I never understood where that criticism came from. 
Yes, I'm getting angry about shows that were over 20 years ago and people's pre preconceived conceptions of them. Time to move on, Brian. Time to move on. So about that haircut, right? Christ almighty, where the fuck did that come from, huh? All about a haircut, and then uh, we talk about let's rehash Seinfeld controversies from 1992. Okay. I don't know. Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum, Mandelbaum. Uh, what was the other thing I wanted to talk about here? Uh, da, 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 da. Got that, got that. Chris Christie's fat. We knew that. He's yelling at people at games. Uh, I guess I'm going to miss the Anthony Scaramucci, Scaramucci uh, era of the Donald Trump cabinet. I mean, being away from the United States, I never even got to get into it. I mean, only, yeah, it's too bad. He, was, he looked like quite the piece of work, though. I was not paying attention. Again, like I said in the last podcast, I don't hear a lot of Trump stuff because I'm not in the United States and people are not as obsessed uh, here. Yes, they talk about it a little more in the United States because, well, he's the president. But uh, it's kind of kind of good not to hear politics for, for, for a change here in in the Basque country, they have their own politics. They don't even consider themselves part of Spain. I walked by a place today. Just said, attention tourist, you are not in France, you are not in Spain, you are in the Basque country. And they have their whole other different kind of language here that relates to nothing. It's not like you can go and say, oh, that kind of has a little Spanish, that kind of has... A... No, it's completely out there. It's it's their own language. They have a lot of political prisoners. It, quite a history, I guess. I should probably read about it before coming. That would have been probably a good idea, but... Anyways, uh, I saw that this is completely uh, out of left field here, but I saw Lyft and Taco Bell are coming into a partnership, which seems like is a total Twitter fucking let's all be happy about it. When in reality, no one really gives a shit because no one actually likes Taco Bell argument. I fucking hate this about Twitter. Oh, yeah. Sign me up. Oh, what a day to be alive. Oh, this is why we can have nice things. Any human that goes to Taco Bell, I don't think you should be associating with them to begin with. Yes, I understand you want Mexican food in like Idaho. Your options are scarce and Taco Bell exists. But now you're going to jump in a lift and you love Taco Bell so much that there's going to be Taco Bell, you know, because we all, <laughs> I was going to say, you're, gonna, you're not going to have freshly cooked Taco Bell because that always makes the difference in the texture and how, what it tastes like, right? Absolutely. But so you're going to get into a lift and have cold Taco Bell and think that you're one of the fucking Rockefellers rolling around in a Honda Civic. I mean, that's that's just life, isn't it? Oh, boy. Mama, I made it. Mama, I made it. So I, I did find that to be interesting. I guess it's sort of a marketing thing that they're not really looking at that actual partnership, but seeing if Uber, Lyft, Lyft those you know, self, uh, sh those sharing drive uh, apps can partner in something that makes it you know, more incentive to use their business. Obviously, the incentive is eventually going to be alcohol or in states that have, uh, no, nah, they can't say states that ha have uh, legal marijuana because then that will, the smell will get to the driver making him impaired, I think, right? Is that, that would be the issue? That would probably be the issue. But I could see lots of, uh, I could see that happening. Uh, Chipotle could be next, even though they're having a massive outbreaks of some shit in their restaurants people are getting sick it's funny too because people are like i'm never eating at chipotle again why are you eating there to begin with i'm not going there Ugh. their restaurants must be gross i can tell you working in restaurants all restaurants are gross all restaurants are gross i've worked in places it is disgusting the commands that i've gotten from chefs well this this looks old i'm just gonna no use that for a special i'm gonna throw that out yeah but it's is that mold get the mold out yeah, just go get those pans over there. We should probably wash these. I thought I saw a cockroach. Just fucking do it. 
We're on a busy night, guys, sweating in the food. Absolutely fucking gross. I know I've talked about this before anyways, but uh, I think that's going to be it for today. I got some other stuff, but uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to wait on that for uh, a rainy day, so to speak. But uh, I hope everyone enjoyed, actually, not, not this podcast. Well, I hope you did, too. But how about that podcast with Brian Kenny last week? Huh? That was a good podcast. Brian Kenny is a nice guy. Great rapport with, I mean, yours truly. Sometimes, you know, I've guessed, you know, a little misstinkers. And some aren't great. Uh, and uh, I don't want to mention any names, but uh, I, I think they speak for themselves. You know, Dan Shaughnessy, Christy Acker, James Wagner. Um, some of the Mets people, huh? Mets and Red Sox. Hmm. Hmm. Maybe they listen to the Red Ticket Blues podcast. Don't like all my Yankee, uh, all my Yankee stuff. So they make the deal for Sonny Gray, which, listen, it is a ballsy trade. Now, if you look at it today on August 1st, it is an absolutely amazing trade, what Brian Cashman did. He traded two guys who are not playing anytime soon, and Fernando Mateo, who I've read is a good player, but, I mean, he is not going to change the world. The idea that he traded that for Sonny Gray, and Sonny Gray, who is injured a lot, uh, but when he's healthy, he is very good. He's not number one. I mean, he did have that amazing, it was the rookie year or second year that was absolutely like out of this world where he's a Cy Young contention. I don't think he won the Cy Young. But the idea that they got him for almost nothing and have control of him next year, that is impressive. Now, the downside of that, I know all the people, you know, rising, bringing, as Brian Cashman ascends to heaven where I won't get into you know, just want to make him a saint. Beatification in process all over Twitter. and But that'll change, you know, after Gray comes here and stinks. Uh, when are we going to fire Cashman? Right after Girardi. Complete knee-jerk reactions. For such a fucking spoiled fan base, it's amazing that they forget about anything. But I guess that's every fan base these days. But, you know, Caprillion, James Caprillion, the pitcher, was supposed to be the real deal. And yes, he's having Tommy John surgery. He is young, though. The idea that they parted ways with him surprised me, really surprised me. And Dustin Fowler, the guy who ran into the fence after the first game, first inning of his first game, uh, they got rid of him, which some scouts said he was better than Frazier, Clint Frazier, who I have been absolutely wrong about. Uh, put that on the list, mark it down. But they got rid of those guys. I hope that doesn't come back to bite him. I mean, at this, now you're in this weird position where it's like, I want James Corpillion and Dustin Fowler, two young kids who have tried so hard to play baseball as their, as their life, I want them to fail. Just so Brian Cashman's deal for Sonny Gray looks good. I want them to fail. I don't want them to be good because then that means my team lost. Two people that I don't care about, but now we want them to fail. It's amazing how sports works that way. It really is. But the uh, the, uh, actual great thing about it is that it shows that the Yankees are in it to win it this year. The fact that they got rid of those guys and brought in Sonny Gray, that means Cashman is serious about winning. They're only, what, they're, they're half game up now, I think. So, anyways... Uh, that That is baseball, and we're 26 minutes in, and uh, I think that's all I'm going to talk about. I'm going to go back to what I'm absolutely enjoying. I've talked a lot about what I don't like, but what I like is drinking on the street in Europe. I feel like a real, real drunk. It's uh, it's a good process. It's a wonderful process. I I hope everyone can enjoy it with me. Uh, what am I talking about? Anyways, that's enough of the podcast. This was, this was a quick one. Just, just checking in on you. Um, 
Remember to follow the pod. Remember to listen. iTunes, TuneIn, Radio Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. And remember to leave a review. Don't be a cheapskate because, you know, I've always said this podcast is free. And if you're not leaving a review, then you're a cheapskate. You're, you're a scammer. You're, you're like the Hillsong Church. You're fucking, you, you want to you cater to other people, but you don't want to really do the work. Like Jesus. No, Jesus did the work. But, okay, now I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm stumbling at this point. Let's end the podcast. Follow me on Twitter at BrianBuff13 and at RedTicketBlues. Uh, and remember, iTunes, TuneIn, Radio Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube. Uh, leave a review. With all that being said, bye bye. They bought you a fur coat when you were sixteen. You wore it to the disco where everyone was in danger. But you were a rich girl. Your local dresses brought stairs from everyone. Hey, little rich girl, where did the go wrong? You left for London when you were 19. Had to burn all your nice clothes, just living on dreams. A man from the bright light took all that you own. away for so long and now little rich girl i wrote you in this song hey little rich girl my love for you is gone i know little rich girl i know where you belong i take and salad Green Star was you.